0: Thank you for tuning in to Diaries of a Dom, plus questions answered with me, Chastity Queen. Before we begin, don't forget to subscribe to my OnlyFans under Chastity Queen, where I have over seven thousand photos and over seven hundred videos for you to enjoy, and much more content coming daily. And if you want a fantastic chastity device or a high-quality leather strap-on, go to LockedInLust.com for the vice or the crotch rocket, and you can use my premium 15% off discount code, queen. You can also follow me on Twitter under ChastityQueen at QueenOfLockup, where I post updates and polls and pictures for you to enjoy and engage in and you can follow me on FetLife under Chastity Queen, where I also welcome friend requests and followers too. So today, I want to discuss why chastity. It's easy for me as a chastity queen and a lover of men and chastity to talk endlessly about chastity. But I think for the novice, it is important to have answers to the basics Of chastity and why it can be so amazing, and how it could turn into an addiction. Chastity seems so contrary to logic in the bedroom. Wouldn't sex be ideal? I think it's important to ask my chastity slave why he likes it and how it improves his sex life. So let's dig into that right now. And I have my lovely slave, CQ's Bunny, here. You can follow him on Twitter and on FetLife as well. And I'm going to ask him a few questions today. But the first question I have for Bunny is, what appealed to you first about chastity?
1: At first, I actually had no interest in it. It, It's kind of funny how that works out. I mean, I, I would see it in like porn and stuff and I'd be like, I don't really have any interest in it. It's like it didn't really appeal to me. And then I had an email exchange with a, a Dom like 14 years ago, back in 2008, and she brought it up. And for some reason, something just flipped on in, me, in my head where I was just like, oh, I do like it. What? I found myself just like, oh, I love it. What? <laughs> Came obsessed with it. And then all of a sudden it's like, then I started getting more like i actually started getting devices and stuff and it probably wasn't really until just prior to my queen and i meeting that i actually was actually really starting to use it then well as you know we that basically became the uh primary uh part of our relationship was the chastity obviously
0: chastity queen so, Bunny, uh, the email exchange with the Dom, uh, sparked your desire. Was it simply because a Dom was discussing that and you were excited that a Dom was paying attention to you and you wanted to give it a try? Or what was it that well, she said that, uh, made you want to do it? Was it simply service or? Can you tell me what it was?
1: Yeah, I mean we talked about service a little bit, but it never really got ser- serious. It was yeah, we we spoke about it. Yeah, as we spoke about it, it it was she suggested it as a thing for me, but I was then it just sparked in me. I I can't really explain it. It just sparked.
0: So it could be a combination of curiosity and the fact that a woman is interested in chastity on a man rather than just a dom-sub interaction that ends in sex. So uh, I think that a lot of men are grabbed by the whole concept of chastity when they realize a female enjoys it, is amused by it, or um wants to see you in it. So that can lead to experimentation and then conversion basically is what I'm I'm thinking.
1: Yeah, it just it made the I think I found the concept of orgasm denial very intriguing. It's something I never really considered before that it as strange as that might sound i never considered that a thing i mean and then all of a sudden it was
0: (laughs) and i think too that um once you start to put that edging practice into place in your daily routine and denying yourself which is something that a solo man can do he can practice he doesn't need a female dominant to be with him when he does that but he can actually work on his skills as a submissive through edging practice and denial so it's a good way to start it's a good entrance into uh further you know getting a chastity device and moving to the next level so Okay, well, that's fa- fabulous. Let's go on to number two. Why do I like locking you in chastity so much?
1: Uh, I would say the quick answer to that is uh, you love to have control over, over the male sex drive, which is, I, I love it too. I mean, that's, that's, it's an absolutely amazing thing it comes it does come directly from i mean your past experiences in life i mean cuz again with being in the cult is like very male centric so there was just like okay men get to do what the fuck they want and it's like whatever women are just there so it's it's a nice change change up from that where It's like the women get what they want. They get to have the pleasure they want to get. They get to actually finish. Because again, I mean, that's always been a big thing with, you know, men are done. And, you know, it's like the woman's just sit there is left there denied. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's so it's kind of almost a flip of that switch. Right. It's like now the women now the woman gets or gets uh, pleasured. And gets her, uh, gets to have her uh, fun, (laughs) and the man gets to be denied.
0: Yes, and uh, so when you talk about control over the uh, male sex drive, for me it is interesting because if you look at the Bible, as you mentioned, I... Was in a cult. I've said that a few times. People, some may know it, some may not. Regardless, it was a highly toxic, misogynistic, male-dominated, and still is um, religion per se. I like to call it a cult because I believe it's more of a culture than it is anything. Um, but one thing that they they really taught is that those who had no control over their body must get married so that they could have conjugal rights, they could have sex and be given their due in the marital bed. And uh, 1 Corinthians 7, and I, I hate talking about scriptures, but I'm going to talk about this one, 7, 1 to 40. I'm not going to read the whole damn thing, of course, but uh, one thing that's talking about here is interesting as it relates to being a chastity queen. Uh, So what it talks about, it says, do not deprive one another, except perhaps by agreement for a limited time that you may devote yourselves to prayer, but then come together again so that Satan may not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. And so it's funny how it puts the onus on Satan. Oh, well. The devil made me do it, basically. If you, if you go out and you um, do something immoral, then you are lacking self-control. And I think that I'm testing those boundaries of control with men because I know that the ones that were in that cult and that are in the cult, really, when it comes to the marital bed, they have not much control. They are not good lovers. The majority of them are just not. They don't have an idea of what the woman wants, and they basically are given the green light to have sex with their wife whenever they wish. So what I do as a, as a queen is I take that power, and I start to, to be in charge of what's happening in the bedroom, which is completely contrary to I'd say any Bible believer, any Bible thumper, any fanatic—you know—that's believing that the man is the the head of the house, and I have taken on that headship role. And in doing so, I have realized, and I've seen experience after experience of proof that men are capable of self-control; they really are, and they are capable of. Obedience to a woman and being restrained from having sex for months, if not years, you know, as we know, Bunny and I are in a very long term committed chastity arrangement. And it's not repression. It's expression. It's an expression of love. So you know, the Bible talks about lack of self-control and it leading to immorality and that we're tempted by the devil and all these ridiculous things. And I'm going to debunk that right now because that's not true. There are plenty of men out there with a ton of self-control. And when, when they're given the tools and the training to have that self-control and to become a better lover without using their dick... It's extremely satisfying, not only for them, but for their lover. So that's why I love it so much. I, I love the power exchange, and I love to see a man grow in his, in his own control, through my control. It's, uh, it's exciting to me. It makes me happy. It makes me feel good about men. It makes me have hope for the future of the male gender, and even for those now. I mean, there's, there's plenty of men, and even in the past, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years in the past, sure, people who read the Bible don't want to believe it, but there are many men who are able to restrain themselves. Not a problem. And it didn't mean that they were not interested in sex, or they were following some biblical arrangement at all. It was completely for a different reason. It was to please the woman. So, okay, I'm going to ask my next question. And it is, do you not like sex if you choose chastity? So just to reiterate that, um, I think that some novices think, well, men who are involved in chastity must not even like sex. Let's see what Bunny has to say about that right now.
1: I love sex. I mean having uh having an orgasm is great. I mean it's it's incredible. Um chastity though takes it to a whole new level. Uh I find the build up to an orgasm is absolutely is in a lot of ways, the best part about it, when the, when you come, you're done, right? So, but the buildup is amazing, and with chastity and denial, it's like the play never ends. You're you just keep going until the actual orgasm comes, whenever that may be. But you just keep going, so you're always in that kind of a headspace. I mean, not always. I mean, I'm not entirely all the time in that headspace. But at the same time, it's like the play it doesn't really end. It, it It's hard to describe unless you've actually been there. It's almost like having the best orgasm of your life every freaking time when you actually have one. Uh, also, to get back to um, a little bit response to the last question too, uh, about what you said, Um, it's funny because speaking from a strictly biological point of view, I mean, there's psychological points there too, that factor into this, but men are, when it comes to sexual pleasure are much more simple. We're easily, I mean, the climax is much easier for a man. For women, it's, women are much more complex at the biological level. It's because it's like what gets a woman coming or having an orgasm one way might be completely different for another woman it's it's i mean my queen she squirts i've never seen that before and it's amazing i love it when i first time i Made her score. I, I was so happy with myself. I was like, oh my God. She was apologizing. Like she thought she was a little embarrassed by it. But I was like, no, that was awesome. Like it was the, like I was like, I, I felt like I struck gold when I did that. So. But that's the thing. It's like you have to, it's like for when or for pleasuring women, you have to know what you're doing. It's like, it's not like you just throw your cock in there and make her like, like that. Like for a guy, you can just throw your cock in there and go back and forth a bit. And then you come done for a minute. It's like, yeah, it's much more complex. There's much more to it.
0: Yeah, I think that's great because the buildup is really what makes a sexual experience so powerful. Tantric sex is something that a lot of people try to master, basically. And it's not about the orgasm. Tantric sex is not about the orgasm. It's about the experience before that orgasm happens. It's about the journey. It's about the, you know, the sexual energy that travels throughout your body and honoring your partner and their body. And I would say as well with even in BDSM, if you are involved in that, it's about maintaining that subspace. So when you're in a subspace, you want to be submissive and subservient and service-oriented. And before a man comes, and and you're right, Bunny, it is different for men and women, but before a man comes, he is in a more pliable position, in my opinion. I was able to do so much more with people in my dungeon before they had their orgasm. And I always said, when they came into my, my house, and before I took them downstairs to the dungeon, that... The rule was, first of all, a lot of them I told them, don't come, don't come or don't have an ejaculation for a couple of days before you do come to see me first of all, because I wanted them to really be thinking and dwelling on the experience to come. and then when they did come to my to my house and they were going to go down to my dungeon, I would sit with them first and say you know, you're not allowed to ejaculate until the end, the very end of our session, if you are even allowed to. It depended on the scenario. But in most cases, I would not allow them to come until the very end. It was almost like the, the grand finale. But uh, in the meantime, they were in a subspace. So they wanted to serve. They wanted to obey what I asked them to do. They wanted to listen to my... Orders to my tasks, and they were much more obedient and flexible before they came. As soon as they had the ejaculation, it was okay, I need to have a shower. I'm going to go. You know, got to get back to work, got to get back home, got to get back to reality, basically. So it's interesting how it's a journey when you don't have sex you want it more. Right? You want it more. And it doesn't mean that you're going to be given that honor, unless you work for it. And I always say, you know, when you're working for something, you're, you're working towards something, you don't reward yourself at the beginning. You, you set a goal, you achieve the goal, and then you get rewarded at the end. So what men are doing is the opposite. They're looking at porn, they're jerking off, they're coming really quickly, but they're not enjoying the experience moment to moment. It's, uh, ooh, I'm excited. My body wants to ejaculate. I'm just going to touch it. It's done. You know, five minutes later, you're back to reality, which isn't always fun. Let's be honest. Uh, Bunny, uh, I noticed you have something else to ask. He's a good slave. He puts his hand up. So I will pass the mic to him.
1: Yeah. Post-orgasm men go through a a hormone dump pretty much. It's that's, that's probably the best way to describe it. I mean, that's biologically what happens is we, is we just go through a big hormone dump. So we feel completely different afterwards. It's weird actually. <laughs> um. Also going back onto that, it's like, it's like any good story, right? You, The journey is the real adventure. That's that's the best part about it. I mean, once you get to the end, it's done. Like I said, it's just like an orgasm, right? It's, you get to the end and boom, done. But yeah, it's like the the journey is the best part, like the actual, the meat of the book or the movie or whatever. That's the best part about it, right? It's not necessarily the end. It's the middle parts, like the buildup to the, that's the best part about it.
0: It is, it is so true. And, you know, when you talk about the the experience, I think that what I'm doing as a, a chastity queen is that I want men to experience how women orgasm. It doesn't mean that I'm turning you into a woman. Uh, in some cases, I might be sissifying or bimbifying you. Whatever the case may be that that doesn't that doesn't mean it applies to all men. What I'm trying to do to a lot of men and to most men that I ever saw was to train them how to achieve the mental space, the mental orgasm, which is so much more powerful than just ejaculating some liquid. It's about the thrill, the excitement the Angst, I guess, is the, the proper word for it. When you really desire something, it's when you want some chocolate cake and you haven't had it in a long time and somebody brings it home, but you have to eat a dinner first, but you want to eat the cake first, but you've got to sit at the table and slowly eat your dinner and then, you know, make room for some cake, give it some time. When you finally put your mouth on that cake, it's incredible. And sometimes it's disappointing, the actual cake, because you've drummed it up so much that what happens at the end isn't as important anymore. It's about wanting. It's about desire. It's about excitement. And if you just go eat cake every single day, it gets kind of gross, and eventually you're going to start to dislike it. And that's what happens with masturbation, in my opinion. It's boring. You know, men can say, oh, I like doing it, and I do it all the time, and I have no issues with it. Well, that's because you haven't tried edging and denial to the level that we have experienced it as a couple and as others experience it. So it's something that's there for you to try. And I think a novice needs to expand, expand into new territory. And they might think, oh, it's not fair. I want to come. Well, it's not about being fair or not. It's just about, well, why don't you just give it a shot? You know, I've had men complain to me, oh, but I need to come at least two times a day. And I just say, well, then if you're not willing to learn, then continue doing that. But I'm not going to talk to you because that doesn't interest me. (laughs) <laughs> and then they'll say, oh, you know what, I'll try, I'll try, I promise I'll try, and they try it, and they start to get into a rhythm and a routine, and they realize what it is to have a mental orgasm even before they ejaculate, and it's very rare that I see anybody going back to old habits. So, um, okay, so the next question I have is... Number 4. What is the most exciting aspect of chastity? So, now that we've established that what what first appealed uh, to you about chastity, why you being like why you enjoy being locked up by me and why I love chastity so much and that yes, you do like sex. What is the most exciting aspect of chastity to you, bunny?
1: It's hard to choose just one, I mean. <laughs> uh big i mean focusing on your pleasure is a bit is uh is pretty awesome part about it like that's exciting i mean i love as i mentioned seeing you come and everything that would like i said that was like striking gold so that's pretty freaking exciting <laughs> um the build up to the orgasm as i said like that is pretty that's amazing build it like we discussed it. So yeah, building up to an orgasm is, it's a big part of it. That's another one that makes it very exciting. As I said, as I mentioned earlier, that then like when you uh, play, it's like when there's a denial, the play never ends. So not really much more. I can say that we've uh, haven't already said on that. So,
0: I think that's the most important aspect for me um, and the benefits of chastity is when you have a man in chastity serving you. It's all about your your pleasure, your female pleasure. Um, and I'm just talking male-female because that's our experience. It could be any combination of two men, two women, three women, one man, two women, one... Man, it doesn't matter really. Chastity is chastity, and and women can wear chastity and experience the same wonderful benefits to service and submission and learning how to orgasm as men can in chastity too. So, I think that the pleasure that women experience—I I think a lot of because it is a very male-dominated society. Women's pleasure is not paramount. It's not focused on as much. And women are embarrassed. So because uh, Bunny had mentioned, I, when I first squirted with him, I seemed a little bit apprehensive about it and apologized. And I had squirted previously in, a, in another relationship, like often. But it seems like every time you're with a new partner, it's... Uncomfortable at first for a woman to squirt because there's been misconceptions about, you know, why is that happening? What's going on? And some some of those misconceptions come from men, and women hear that in their in their heads when they do it. Whereas you know, men are tend to be more prone to allowing their body to take them on a ride, whereas women are more complex in when they will let go mentally. And when they are able to let go mentally, then they're able to let go physically. So when a man is is pleasure-centric on his partner, then they start to get comfortable, more comfortable in their body. I've become much more comfortable in my body, though I am very much a control freak when it comes to my body. Sounds odd, sounds maybe a negative, but it's just my personality. I, I like to have... Control over what I wear, how I look, uh, a bunch of different things, you know, and, and how I act is very important to me. I want to represent myself properly as a queen and a, and as a woman. But the thing that my submissive, what Bunny's done for me is given me the, the power to be free. So the power to release those inhibitions and he's going to accept me no matter what. Which is a great place to be in, in a relationship, because many relationships are, they're not, they're, they're not defined like that. And they're very frigid. And I noticed a lot of men who had come to visit me and then come to my dungeon, who talked to me about their own partners, that they, they wanted to see their wife have an orgasm. They wanted to do pussy worship. They wanted to do all sorts of things, but... The women were uncomfortable. They they didn't like it. They didn't want to get so dirty and nasty because there's this, I guess it's a perception that if I act this way, I'm going to look like a slut or I'm going to lose his respect because I'm out of control. But that could be the most incredible experience when you are out of control in the bedroom with your partner. And it's it's very... Enriching in the bonds of a relationship. So I think that when men are focused on their partner and they're in chastity, it's an exciting experience naturally because they have put a device on themselves or their partner has put a device on them that basically says, we are focused on your vagina, your body, your pleasure. And the man's pleasure is last on the totem pole. And if she pulls out her key, that's her prerogative. But if she doesn't, then you have to accept it. So it's a definite power exchange dynamic, which is super powerful. Do you have anything else you'd like to add uh, to that?
1: It's, uh, yeah, it's kind of funny that uh, that some women actually do have hangups about receiving oral sex. So in that, it's kind of funny. It's like... I mean, I, I don't really know the reason behind it. I mean, I have to probably say it's more of their self conscious. I've heard that, you know, it's about some, for some, it's about losing control. But yeah, it, it's funny that it's, that they do, that there are some women with a hang up about receiving oral sex.
0: Now, uh, being a woman <laughs> and actually being in a religion that was very sexually repressed, oral was not even allowed. Um, you couldn't give oral to your partner, to your man, to your husband, even if like you're married, right? You can't do it. And as a woman, he's not allowed to do that to you. And I even experienced that in my marriage at the beginning. It was, uh, had to be discussed and it was taboo and it was a secret. You know, we had to keep it secret that we were doing that. We were afraid if we got found out, We get kicked out. So we never talked about it. Nobody else talked about it. So I think in society there are a lot of religious hang-ups, basically, that have affected the mentality around oral sex. And, I mean, that's a whole topic for another day, oral sex. But I would say first would be judgment. So women are afraid to be judged. How they look down there, you know, hygiene. All of that loss of control, maybe if you put your mouth on her clit, she'd squirt and she'd be totally shocked that she would do such a thing on her partner and be worried that he would be offended. Uh, So there's a lot of hang-ups around that, but we had a good little discussion about chastity today, and I think even just something as basic as having a device on your cock is a fun thing it's fun to feel it there it reminds you that you're locked up or that you have a cock that could be open and free if some woman decides she's going to allow it and that's a real thrill just to have the device on you it's it's exciting it's a sensation play it's a wonderful sensation on the body and men love it and as long as you have a good fit i think that's the key and you just go from there. And you don't have to have it on 24-7. You can have it on one hour a week. It doesn't matter. It could just be part of your playtime with your partner or partners. But it never hurts to add a little something into your sex toy kit and your toolbox of sexual pleasure. And just give it a shot because I think it's more the, the mental aspect that's exciting. But also the physical. You know, using a vibrator on your on your cage is super intense and many men who have never had a cage on that i put a cage on to uh, and then i brought out the vibrator they just were blown away they could they'd never felt anything so exciting and and erotic and i think that vibrators are are really female-centric just vibrators have always been thought of as a female thing to use and for men other than you know a man's butt plug vibrating They've never really considered that. And now you've got flashlights with vibrators in them. You've got butt plugs with vibrators in them. You've got urethral sounds with vibration, all sorts of fun tools. So times are changing, and chastity is just one of those popular new things that are used So that will end our discussion today. Thank you very much, Bunny, for answering those questions. And you have brought up some very thought-provoking points and things to consider. And you always have me thinking about new aspects in relation to chastity. And I always appreciate that about you. So until next time, everybody, I want to just remind you all that you can subscribe to My OnlyFans. Under chastity queen, and you can purchase a lovely chastity device at lockedinlust.com, uh, or even a a chastity friendly strap-on called the Crotch Rocket at lockedinlust.com using discount code chastity for your fifteen percent off discount. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Fat Life and. I'm going to be doing a Sunday service with Nicholas Tannock of Your Kinky Friends. So if you have any confessions that you want to bring to all of us, Dom's that will be on his show on Sunday at 6 p.m. New York time, then by all means do so. You can find him on Twitter under Nicholas Tannock at Your Kinky Friends. Bye for now. (laughs)